Hey fam, I'm so excited about this word. Make your moment. You know, have we been waiting for a moment, waiting for God to do something? There's a scripture that we're all familiar with. It says, the kingdom suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. And all that means is that there are things that God has made available to us that we can pursue with passion. When's the last time you pursued any of the things of God with passion? In this message, you'll get your passion back. In this message, you'll be given an opportunity to make a moment. Make a moment where you're changed. Make a moment where your mind is renewed. Make a moment where you reignite the fire that you once had about the things of God. I'm looking forward to you joining me in this message. God, hallelujah. My goodness. Glory to God. So what you, if, you, if what you're experiencing today doesn't look like victory, that means the fight hasn't ended yet. Because he's never lost a battle. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I like that. I can tell when the song, when they when the song is good. When you see some young men in the back and they like, they gone. Oh boy. I love that one. My goodness. I was about to ask you what we're supposed to do next. Man. Y'all glad to be here tonight? I'm glad to be here with you. I'm glad to be here with you. Those of you that are with us online, we welcome you just like you here. All of us are putting our faith together, believing that you will be impacted and changed by the word of God right where you are. God's got a word for you. I believe we're going to have a moment tonight. Wednesday night is not an off night. Glory to God. Wednesday night is an on night. If you came here with questions, he's got answers. If you came here for clarity, he's got you. He's got you. He's working. Amen. He's working. I guess I'm kind of thrown off because the, the thing is not up here yet. But that's okay. I don't need it. I don't even need it. We're we going to roll. Y'all ready? All right. Well, grab the hands with the persons around you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to minister to these, your precious sheep. Thank you, Father, that your Holy Spirit is here to teach your word with simplicity and understanding. Thank you that an abundance of peace and truth will be revealed today. And as a result, we all are strong and mighty warriors for the body of Christ. If you believe that, shout amen. Amen. I want you to shout something else with me. Say, God loves me. Jesus is for me. Holy Spirit is in me to lead and guide me. I'm a disciple. I'm a disciple maker. Now greet the person next to you with a hug, hand, shake, high five. Let them know that you're excited about them being here tonight. Amen. I want you to give God some praise for our, the leadership of this church. Give God some praise for our pastors, Pastor Deborah, Pastor Brian, and Pastor Rashida. Man, special people, special people, special family. And, and they love you. They love God. They love you. And um, 
I know because I've had some moments with them. And I was just thinking, you know, I get the um, awesome privilege. Some people might not think it's a privilege to, 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 to be at church every day. But I think it's a privilege to be at church every day. I get the awesome opportunity to be up here just about every day. And, um, and in doing so, I get to, you know, get to know people on a different level that I've seen for years. You know, it's something, it's different. I mean, you can know somebody's like church personality, service personality, you know, when you see them at, on Wednesday night or Sunday night. But then when you get to see them on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, and Wednesday when they didn't eat lunch and we've been in a long meeting all day, yeah, you get to know some people for real. So I've had the um, awesome honor. I consider it an honor to be up here and spend time with um, the staff of this church, many of the people who, you know, um, work behind the scenes and, and make things happen. And, and um, I recall I was in a meeting with Pastor Rashida, and uh, she, was sharing, she was sharing her heart about the youth and embracing legacy, and, uh, and she was just expressing her passion about it. And, um, and man, I was listening to her, and um, I don't think she noticed, but, man, I was crying. A man cry. You know, a man cry is different from, it was a man cry. You know, man cry, real dramatic. I had this one big tear just well up on this side of my eye. And it like, I mean, she was talking for about 20 minutes, and it took 20 minutes for the tear to just fall down my face. <laughs> and you can't wipe it. You ain't wiping it. If you're a man, you don't, wipe, you don't wipe nothing. You just let it roll. And I had a moment right there. I remember I was in a meeting with Pastor Brian. Some time ago, we were in, at the Wesley Chapel campus. We were talking about the things that God put on our hearts to, to minister for the upcoming year. And uh, in the middle of the meeting, in the middle of the meeting, Pastor Brian just started crying. And I was sitting there like, am I supposed to be crying? Are you crying? What is he crying for? Where did this come from? I ain't say nothing. You just let him have his moment, you know? But it was their passion, their passionate people about what it is that God has called us to do. And it's my pleasure to serve with them. So, again, give God some praise for, for them. Amen. Yeah. And, and I came here to have a moment with you. Amen. Our teens are in the house. You are student ministries. Give God some praise for them. No, 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 uh-uh. Now, you got to stand on your feet and give God some praise for these young people who are at church on a Wednesday night. Come on now. Glory. I didn't know if I was going to have an amen corner, so I brought my own. I invited them to be here. So if I don't hear y'all say amen, I know I got an amen over there. Amen. 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 God is good. God is real good. Let's look at, you know, so um, tonight, you know, we've, we've entered into our message series titled Unthinkable. Unthinkable. And the, the, the awesome thing about it, you know, and it's, I don't know if, 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 if iron, irony is the right word for this, um, Dr. Vanetta, you can let me know later. But it's kind of ironic that, you know, when, whenever you go into a message series, you try to build expectation. 
But then it's like, how can you build expectation with something that's unthinkable? It's like people ain't never thought this before, you know? And, um, and, and I know the, the, the series started on Sunday, but once you get a word from God, you can't help, help but to start leaking. So for the past three weeks over at the St. Pete campus, I've been leaking it out. And we kind of started a little early. And I'm teaching and I'm noticing. I'm just like, it, it doesn't feel like I'm connecting. And, and the Holy Spirit had to tell me, it's because what you think, what you're talking about, these people haven't thought about. It is unthinkable. It's unthinkable, right? But I'm excited about it. Um, I am. I'm excited about it. And uh, so tonight we're going to teach from um, the message title, um, Make Your Moment. Yeah. Make Your Moment. Make Your Moment. And listen, and I'll, I'll sprint about it, and the, the, um, the purpose of this message the purpose of this message, y'all ready for this? It's like the end result, the thing that this message is going to do, right? The purpose of this message. And then the purpose for me telling it to you up front is, is I believe it will pave the way as the word is coming, right? It'll, I, I like to, you know, like, like God. God says he speaks the, the end from the beginning, right? So, you know, the purpose of this message is to reveal the real. Reveal the will. Reveal the real so that we can go ahead and go to the next level. Whatever that means for you. Whatever that means for you. But we got to reveal the real. You know, stop dancing around it. This message is going to put it out there. Right? Sometimes if you haven't, if you haven't had the, the, like, if you haven't had a person be real with you, then you can still, like, hide behind pretense but once they go ahead and put it out there, it's like all cars on the table now. You can't bluff. Cars are on the table. Yeah. That's good news for me. That's going to be good news for you too. Amen. Let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11 from the King James Version, verse number uh, 12. Familiar passage of scripture. But let's look at it. Y'all know what it says. Come on. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12 from the King James Version. The kingdom suffereth violence, but the violent take it by force. The kingdom suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The kingdom suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. I just have to admit to you, the first time I read that scripture, first time I heard it, I ain't have a clue. It blew my mind. I just didn't understand what it was talking about because I got an, I have an understanding of God. What y'all laughing at? It blew my mind. I got an understanding of God. I know who God is, right? I know who God is. I know what God's kingdom is about. God is all powerful. He's all knowing. He's omniscient. He's everywhere. I mean, God is God. God is big. God's kingdom is big. It's powerful, right? So the kingdom of God suffers. I had trouble getting past them two words. The kingdom of God suffers? What do you mean the kingdom of God suffers? What, what is the kingdom of God suffering? The kingdom of God suffers something? What? As big as God is? What do you mean he suffers? The kingdom of God suffers violence? And those two, those two concepts in my mind just didn't go together. 
Because in my mind, I had God categorized as, you know, everything that's good and everything that's lovely and everything that's beautiful and fluffy and nice and pretty and all of those type of words. But then you put the kingdom of God and violence in the same sentence and it's like, what in the world are you doing? They just don't seem to go together. The kingdom of God and violence? The kingdom of God suffers violence? What is this? I mean, this sounds R-rated. I'm used to God being G-rated. You know what I mean? At least that's where I was in my mind first time I read this scripture. The kingdom of God suffers violence. And then the next part blew my mind even further than that. The kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force? What? Men take something from God by force? Mind blown. I don't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. It was one of those scriptures where I, I read it and just had to take it and, and put it on the shelf. I'll save that one for later, you know. And it's working back there. All these years it's been working back there in my subconscious, and I've been wrestling, trying to understand what this means. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. You know, you've been wrestling with it, grappling with it, trying to understand it, right? And then I read it from the Amplified version. And Amplified does what the Amplified does. It amplifies the def definition. So put the Amplified version of it up there. And from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault. That didn't help me any. And violent men seize it by force. But this is it right here. You ready for it? Violent men seize it by force, force as a precious prize. Okay, I get that. The kingdom of God is a precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. Okay, I'm getting, some, I'm getting some clarity now. I'm starting to understand. I'm getting a better idea of what this is talking about, right? I made a little progress with it. Right. And then I began to to reflect over my life. And then I was able to to marry life application with the scripture. And now I got it. I understand exactly what it means. See, when I was 13, when I was about 13 years old. I knelt down on my knees one night. Next to my bunk bed. With my transformer bed sheets. I call it what I was doing praying. Some of y'all sophisticated saints, if you would have saw me, you probably wouldn't have called it praying, but I was praying. I ain't never prayed like this before. Ain't never read my Bible. I, you know, I went to church because that's what my family did. I wasn't reading my Bible, nothing like that, but I had a little situation going on, and I was about fed up. I was 13, but I was fed up. I had had enough it was one of the things where enough is enough. I don't know. I know. I know. I know. Sometimes we grow and we could dismiss like kid stuff, but kids get there too. Kids go there, man. This enough is enough. I'm tired of this. And I was there. I was fed up. Enough is enough. I don't know what to do. I don't have the answer, but I heard about God, and if anybody could fix this situation, 
he can, and that's all I needed to know. So I got down on my knees. I didn't know the protocol. I didn't know the procedure. I didn't know the how-to. I didn't know even, like I know now that God is Jehovah Rapha. I didn't know he was Jehovah Rapha then. I didn't know none of that. All I knew was G-O-D. And I'm pushing in. See, I grew up with asthma. My dad was in the Navy, right? And I think for, for, for most of my life up to this point, I had asthma. And when you're a little boy, asthma's a problem. Asthma's a problem for anybody, but when you're a little boy, asthma is a problem. Because I'll be playing outside having a good old time, and then all of a sudden, I can't breathe. <laughs> Tag is over, right? <laughs> Tag is over. And there are times I was playing outside, and I'd have a little, you know, asthma attack, you know, your asthma Asthma is when your, 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 your lungs, your breathing tubes, your bronchial tubes kind of constrict and your, 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 your air passages is all blocked up and you can't breathe. You start wheezing. <laughs> you can't, you know, coughing and stuff. Game over. And I'll have to stop my plan. And, you know, you know, if you, your parents was like mine, once you outside, it's like I ain't going back. It's got to be a hurricane for me to go back in the house. Because, you know, once you go back, you, you ain't going back out. So it had to be near-death situation to get me to go back home. So the asthma flare up, and I had to run back home and get the inhaler. I had the little pump. Get myself back in control. If it was real bad, I had to break out the machine. Back in the day, the machine was this big bulky thing, made a whole bunch of noise. And my mama had taught me how to put the medicine in myself, so I had to break my tube open and pour the liquid in the machine. And then the liquid made the, the machine made the liquid vapor. And I sit there and have to inhale it. And all my friends waiting on me to come back outside. And I went through that, what? kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, we moved back to St. Pete. And it just so happened that the movers lost my machine. Lost my machine, lost my medicine. I ain't have nothing. Mm, this is a problem. Only thing to do now is to get on my knees. I've had enough of this. So I got down on my knees by my bed, 13 years old, and I prayed. And I didn't know what to say. All I knew to say was, I've had enough of this. You got to take this away. And I got into bed, went to sleep, and never had an asthma problem since. Because the kingdom suffers violence, because the kingdom allows, suffers, the kingdom allows for violence, the kingdom allows for passion, God's kingdom gives room for you to enter in passionately, like you don't have to know the protocol, you don't have to know the right handle, you don't have to know the right procedure, you don't have to know how to pray, just off my passion, I've had enough of this, the kingdom allows for violence. The kingdom allows for violence. And the scripture says from the days of John the Baptist up until now, the kingdom suffers violence because prior to that, you had to be a certain heritage and you had to be a certain gender. 
And you had to know the order, and you had to know the routine, and you had to know the sacrifice, and you had to know the tithing, you had to know the offering, you had to know the date, and you had to know all of this stuff. But they changed the game. They said, no, 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 no. From John the Baptist all the way up until Jesus, the kingdom allows for people to push in with passion. Oh, that's real good. Because that means you ain't got to know. And you ain't got to be. You ain't got to be Jew. You ain't got to be male. You ain't got to be old. You could be young. You ain't got to know the name. You ain't got to know how to do it. You ain't got to. Passion. That's good news. Because that means all my young people, the door is open for you. Just passion. I want it. I want it. I want it. No, I want it. No, I've heard about it, and I want it. There's circumstances, situations in my life that causes for me to have it. I can see where it fits, and I want it. No, I don't want to look like I got it. I want the real thing. I want it. I want it. And I might not know, I don't have time. See, see, I, you know, I think one of our greatest enemies is comfort. Comfort will fool you. Comfort will trick you. But if you ever get in a situation, you know what? You don't even have to be in a situation. If you ever take the time to actually see what God is offering, if you ever just take the time to look and see what God is offering, you know you need it. You know you need it. And there's some circumstances and some situations where I can't put this off. I can't put off receiving it until I know the steps. I can't put off receiving it for me to learn the protocol. I can't put off receiving it for me to learn some scripture. I can't put off receiving it for me to be able to make it to the service, to give an offering. No, I need this right now. I'm going to make a moment. I'm going to make a moment. I'm not waiting on a moment. I'm going to make a moment. Sometimes I wonder where our passion is. When's the last time you prayed a passionate prayer? When's the last time you prayed with passion? When's the last time you shouted till your voice, your vocal cord got itchy, scratchy? I remember I used to ride, ride in, my, in the car and, and shout till, that's kind of nasty, till my, I had to wash my window shield. I'll put it like that. I remember I was in this situation. I was in this situation. I didn't know what to do. I was learning. I was learning. I was learning God. I was learning the Bible. This situation was so real that I went in my room, got down on my terrazzo floor, cold, hard, terrazzo with no carpet, no rug, and I laid down, stretched out, and I just stayed there, and I ain't leaving till you say something. You got to say something. I don't know what to do about this. I need some direction. I ain't leaving this spot till you say something. I'm pushing in with passion. There's some stuff that's just waiting on. How, 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 
how bad you want it? Like, how bad you want it? Like, how comfortable are you going to be looking like you got it? How long is that going to be good enough where I just look like I got it? At some point, that, that's, 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 that ain't going to work no more. Now, I need it right now. I'm going to make a moment to get it. And listen, I'm not talking about us. I ain't talking about you sitting up in here and then putting your moment on the calendar and say, I'm going to go get it when I get home. Or, I'm going to wait till Sunday and I'm going to have me a moment. Or, I'm going to wait till I get some free time. I'm going to have me a moment. No, 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 baby. Right now, right now, tonight, right now, tonight, no, right now, tonight. Listen, listen, if you only knew, listen, I know sometimes we can't see. You may not be able to see that far. So just take me at your word, at my word. Just take me at my word. You need what he has right now. Right now. Right now. We're going to make this moment. We're going to make this a moment. We're going to make this a moment. And I know this, this, this rubs some religious folk the wrong way. Because it's like, am I pushing God to do something? Am I trying to get God to be on my agenda? But what you're forgetting is that God has already done. God has already moved. God has already spoke. God has already fixed. God has already opened it up and made it available. God has already put it on the table. We ain't waiting on God to do nothing. God is sitting back waiting on you. Like, when are you going to take it? Why you keep asking me for stuff already made available to you? It's time to get it. There go that tear. This man tear. Yeah, you can have it. I brought my own rag tonight. I came prepared, man. These lights up here make a brother shiny, so dull it off a little bit. Came to make our own moment. I came to have a moment tonight. Came to have a moment tonight. I was preparing for the message. I was like, I might not get past the first point because I'm trying to have a moment tonight. It's like, I don't know what 2020 going to bring. I need to be ready. I only got a few weeks left. I need to get everything that he planned for me to have in 2019 before 2020 come. Before I cross the threshold of 2020, I need everything that he wanted me to get in 2019. I, I cannot afford to wait. I need to make a moment right now. It's so interesting. You know, we've been talking about perspective and mindsets. It's so interesting. God's been pointing things out and pointing things out. It's all perspective. It's all mindset. It's all perspective. It's all mindset. And we look at the people in the Bible and we make fun of them and we pick on them. Hindsight is 2020, right? We, we, here we are years later and we can see them and see their faults. But it's like, man, we doing like the same thing. We do the same thing. Look at Hosea. Let's look at Hosea chapter 12. Hosea chapter 12. Uh, 
starting at verse 3 from the easy reader version. Hosea chapter 12 from the easy reader version. Verse 3. God showed me, you know, the, um, the Israelites. We talk about them a lot. But in many ways, we just like them. We just like them. <laughs> we just like them. You guys know Moses, Moses, Moses had the assignment to lead the people out of your Bible. Moses had the assignment to lead the people out of. Did he do that? He did that. Were their problems over? It's like their worst problems just began. Moses led them out of Egypt. They get to the threshold of the promised land. God raises up Joshua. Joshua's job was to lead the people into the... Did he do it? Did their problems end? What is the problem? Matter of fact, in Judges... The book of Judges, I think it's chapter 1 or chapter 2, it talks about Joshua died, right? Joshua died. The people are in the promised land. Joshua led them into the promised land. Joshua dies. And what do you think the people are looking for? In the promised land. They're looking for somebody to lead them into the promise. And it's like, you're in the promise. 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 But you know what the problem is? You're in the promise, but the promise ain't in you. You've been blessed. You've been blessed. You know, when we sneeze at my house, we don't, I don't say bless you. We say, you're already blessed. You're already blessed. You're already blessed. You praying for a blessing? You're already blessed. You're already blessed. There's some stuff we pray for, and it's like, you already got that. You're praying for favor? You already got favor. You're praying for, for prosperity? You already got prosperity. You don't remember what Jesus did for you? The problem isn't that he still needs to make stuff available. The problem is what he's made available hasn't gotten in us. It hasn't gotten in us. That's why Romans chapter 12, verse 2 is so relevant. Brothers and sisters, it's time to renew your mind. Renew your mind. Let's see how it played out for somebody. Look at um, Hebrews 12, um, verse 3 from the easy reader version. While Jacob, y'all remember Jacob? Watch this, y'all. You ready for it? Ooh-wee. While Jacob was still in his mother's womb, he began to trick his brother. You know what it actually says in the Hebrew? You know what it actually says? That's not what it says in Hebrew. That's English. You know what it says in Hebrew? While Jacob was in his mother's womb, he was still Jacob. While Jacob was in his mother's womb, he was still Jacob. Jacob is still Jacob. Jacob is still Jacob. What's Jacob's problem? Jacob is still Jacob. Jacob been Jacob. Jacob was Jacob in his mama's womb. That's Jacob's problem. Jacob is still Jacob. 
Susie still Susie. What's Susie's problem? She's still Susie. What's Lamar's problem? He's still Lamar. What's Betty's problem? She's still Betty. What's Bob's problem? It's still Bob. Jacob's still Jacob. Jacob got blessed. Jacob got the birthright. But Jacob was still Jacob. That's what it says. Jacob, you remember what Jacob means? Remember what Jacob meant? You know what his name meant? What his name mean? Trickster. While Jacob was still in his mother's womb, he began to trick his brother. Jacob was Jacob. Jacob been Jacob. Jacob been Jacob. When Jacob stole the birthright from his brother, Jacob was Jacob. When Jacob tricked his daddy to bless him, Jacob was still Jacob. Jacob was still Jacob. Jacob hadn't changed. The blessing was given. The birthright was given. But Jacob hadn't changed. Provision is given. Prosperity is given. Health and healing is given. Peace is given. Reconciliation has been given. Heaven has been given. Freedom has been given. Peace has been given. But no, you, 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 don't blame it, Jacob. No, you, you still you, you still you. Jesus came and did all that he's done, but you still you, you still you. What's the disconnect between what he did and where I am? I'm still me. God dog. I told you we're going to reveal the real tonight. We're going to put it all out there. You can't hide no more. Mm-mm. Not after the night. We about to have us a moment. Yes, we are. While Jacob was still in his mother's womb, he began to trick his brother. Jacob was a strong young man. It meant he was stubborn. That's what it meant. Jacob was a stubborn young man. And at, the, at that time, he fought with God. At that time, he fought with God. Read um, verse 4. Jacob wrestled with God's angel and mind blown. Jacob wrestled with, and actually, when you read it, it actually, we'll look at it. But it wasn't just God's angel, but it was the man himself. Jacob wrestled with the man himself. Jacob wrestled with God. And look what it says. Jacob wrestled with with God and Jacob won. He cried and asked for a favor. He cried and asked for blessing. And look, watch this. That happened at Bethel. There he spoke to us. Look at this in the um, verse 4, verse 4 in the Amplified. Verse 4 in Amplified. Yes, he had power over the angel. It means he struggled with the angel. He wrestled with the angel of the Lord and prevailed. He wrestled with the angel of the Lord and he prevailed. He wept and sought his favor. That word favor is the same word for blessing. He wept and sought a blessing. Why is he still looking for a blessing? And this is in Genesis chapter 27. In Genesis chapter 28, he was already blessed. Why is Jacob still looking for a blessing? 
Because Jacob's still Jacob. Jacob's still Jacob. Jacob knew in in his insides. Jacob knew that he wasn't real. Jacob knew that he hadn't changed. Jacob knew that he came to the front and the preacher prayed for him and laid hands for him and put oil in his face and he walked back to his seat still the same Jacob. Jacob knew he gave an offering and, and the next day he was still Jacob. Jacob knew he got prophesied over and he was still Jacob. Genesis 27, Genesis 28, he stole the birthright. His daddy gave him the blessing, but he ain't satisfied because in Genesis 32, he's still looking for the blessing. Why? Because all this time, Jacob's still Jacob. Jacob know he's still Jacob. Jacob know he ain't changed. Jacob know he ain't changed. Maybe on the outside, I look different, but on the inside, I'm still Look what it says. He met him in Bethel, and there God spoke with him. Look, and through him with us. Hold on now. God, you're getting in my business. You're going to bring me into this situation. How are you going to bring me into this situation with Jacob? You and Jacob having a moment. How are you going to bring me up in you and Jacob conversation? But that's exactly what he does. Look what it says. And there God spoke with Jacob, and through Jacob, God spoke to us. God is speaking to you through Jacob. God is speaking to you today through Jacob. Look at um, Genesis Chapter 32, Genesis 32 from the Amplified Version, start at verse 24. And Jacob was left alone, and a man, this is, you see how that M is capital, right? So it's talking about the man, not just any man. And God wrestled with him until daybreak. I like this. God wrestled with him until daybreak. God wrestled with him until daybreak. God wrestled with him. Can you imagine him wrestling with God? And, 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 and this is, you know, Pastor Brian said something on Sunday. You know, Pastor Brian gave a preamble for the rest of the messages in this series, right? He already said it. He gave the framework. And he said that during this message series, he's intentionally saying things that you ain't thinking about. So I'm about to drop some on you. And Jacob was left alone, and God wrestled with him until daybreak. Now, at first, that sounds mind-blowing. I mean, God is wrestling with this man, right? But God wrestled with you. God's been wrestling with you. God wrestled with you. God wrestled with you. And you know what I found out? That it's a good thing that God wrestles with me. I'm so glad he's willing to wrestle with me. I'm so glad he ain't walked away from me, but he's willing to wrestle. I need to wrestle. I, there's some, I need to force a wrestle with God. I'll wrestle with him. You better wrestle with him. You know what we do instead of wrestling with him? We, we'd rather just leave it alone. Listen, listen, God is not afraid of your questioning. God God is not afraid of your doubting. God is not afraid of your unbelief. He's not at all. 
You think God, you think, you think God ain't got no insecurities? You think God has a problem with the people who don't think he's God? None at all. You think God has a problem with your question? But that's how we act. Instead of asking, instead of wrestling with my unbelief, I'd rather just leave, we just leave it. Instead of wrestling with my doubt, I'd rather just leave it, leave it dismiss it, and just keep on walking. Or, or I, I'll make it, since y'all looking at me like y'all don't have any doubt, disbelief, I'm going to bring it on home to you. Instead of looking at the areas of my life that don't align with his prom- promise, instead of digging in and actually asking questions and investigating, why isn't this turning out the way that you said it should? Why? This ain't supposed to look like this. Instead of wrestling with it, we just walk past it and dismiss it, and we, stay, we say religious, fancy stuff like it'll happen in God's timing. Guess what? God's timing was 2,000 years ago. I'll throw this microphone at you. God's timing already came. Goodness gracious. What he, you, to, to, to say that, to say that God has things that he's withholding from you is to call God a lie. Because he said, I've already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. He already said, if I've given you my son, I'll give you the whole kingdom. What are he holding back from you? What is he holding back from you? What are you holding back from you? What are you holding back from you? What are you holding back from you? What are you, what are you, 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 you need to see you. You need to see you. You need to stop looking at all these other people and all these other circumstances and situations. Stop blaming your daddy. Stop blaming your mama. Stop blaming the president. Stop blaming the economy and the system and a white man and the school and the neighborhood. Man. You, Jacob, still Jacob. You still Jacob. You need to wrestle. You need to go ahead and wrestle with it. All of it. I'm wrestling. No, you need to like, I'm, I'm wrestling right now. I was 13 years old and I didn't know nothing, but I knew I was going to wrestle because I can't keep on doing this thing. I got to wrestle with this right now. I need to get up and this be changed. I can't keep going like this. Something's got to happen. You need, a, you need to make a moment. 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 No, you can't put this off. You can't put this off. James said it's prideful for you to put things off for tomorrow. Like you know what's going to happen tomorrow. Like you know you're going to wake up tomorrow. Like you know what's coming tomorrow. No, if you can do it today, you need to do this today. Like right now. This is is the best place to make a moment. I'm going to have me a moment with God. I ain't leaving this seat until I change something something's got to give i'm a wrestle jacob wrestled with god and prevailed jacob wrestled with god and prevailed now that blew my mind what do you mean this man prevailed against god and then i came to some understanding god ain't never against you 
God is always for you. And the truth be told, you and God wrestling for the same thing. He wrestling to bless you. You want the blessing and he wrestling to bless you. But in order for him to, in, in order for you to receive what he's made available, you got to change. But you know what the, the trouble is? Is getting you to realize that you got to change. You got to change. Listen, this is the thing I loved about Jacob. This is the thing I loved about Jacob. And this is the thing that I think some of us have lost. Jacob, call him what you want to call him. Call him a thief. Call him a robber. Call him a liar. Call him, he was roguish. He was all of that. Call him all of that. But one thing Jacob had going for him, Jacob wanted to be blessed. Jacob wanted to be blessed. And him and God met on that common ground. Jacob wanted to be blessed, but he didn't know how to be blessed. Jacob wanted the blessing, but he didn't know how to be blessed. And see, this is, this, is, this is the beauty of God, just how much he loves us and how far he'll go and how he's willing to work with you, even though you think you something and you ain't all what you think you is. And he's still in the work with who you really are. And it's beautiful that God pushed past all our pretense in order to deal with the real us. And I love it. Can't fake them out. Coming to the realization that what you want, where you want to go, what he has for you, it ain't in your mind. It ain't in your mind. You can plan all you want to. You can't make plans that will lead you to where he wants you to be because it ain't in your mind. Because he's the Ephesians 3.20 God. That what he's thinking about you is more than what you can think. It ain't in your mind. So you know what? You can't do it without him because he's got the plan. You ain't got the plan. He's got the plan. I can't get to where he wants me to be without him. He's got the plan. I got to walk with him if I'm going to get there. And Jacob was living his life trying to get to the blessing by himself. God said, God's wrestling with him. And then something happened to Jacob that needs to happen to all of us. If not once, maybe twice. Not twice, maybe three times. Maybe four times. I don't know. Look at this. Put it up there. Genesis 32. 25. Amplified. And when the man saw, when God saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And Jacob's thigh was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Listen, this is how I know, this is how I know that it wasn't about beating Jacob. Because dang, if the man could put his hand on your thigh and pull your hip out of joint, he could whoop your butt if he wanted to. I mean, this wasn't about beating Jacob. This was about changing Jacob. This was about changing Jacob. Look, all of this happened in split seconds fractions of seconds all of this is happening in fractions of seconds look at verse 26 then he said God said let me go for day is breaking let me go for day is breaking I can't pass that point there's something about daybreak there's something about there's something about as we journey through life and we go from glory to glory, a level to level, or faith to faith, as we mature, there's something about transitioning to daybreak. 
And I, and I got to point it out because it's in other places. Matthew 14, Jesus walks on the water and he comes to them walking on the water right before daybreak. It's something about daybreak. It's something about the change that needs to take place before day breaks. Daybreak, daybreak is the dawn. Daybreak is the daytime. Daybreak is the light. Daybreak is where you want to be. But there's something that needs to happen before the day breaks. And I know you're wanting daybreak, but there's some things that need to happen before your daybreak comes. Daybreak is coming. Daybreak is coming. Let me go for daybreak is coming. The day is breaking, but before the day breaks, there's something that needs to happen. Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you declare a blessing on me. I will not let you go. I will not let you go. I will not get up off this floor. I will not stop coming. I will not stop giving. I ain't, I'm not changing. I ain't, not until you bless me, not until I see something different. Here's Jacob's passion. I'm not letting you go till you bless me. I'm not letting you go till you bless me. I'm not letting go until there's an actual change. I know what happened before wasn't the real thing, but I want the real thing. I want to be changed. I'm not letting you go. I'm not letting this moment go till you bless me. I'm not letting this moment go until something different happens on the inside. I'm willing to wrestle. I'm willing to wrestle. And this is the, the, the beautiful thing. There ain't no protocol to this. Ain't no proper procedure in none of this. This man wrestling with God. This is passion. It's because I want something. I desire what I know you got. And I'm done with pretense. I'm done with faking it. I'm done with looking like it. I want it. So I ain't getting up at this moment till I got what I know you got to give me. And he wrestled. He wrestled. Look at verse 27. Here it is right here. Then God asked him, what is your name? And in shock of realization, whispering, he said, Jacob. Jacob. It just dawned on him. Jacob. In this moment, Jacob realized what the problem was. It's Jacob. I'm still Jacob. After all this time, I'm still Jacob. Look at verse 28. And he said, your name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. Contender with God. For you have contended and have power with God and with men and have prevailed. See, I call this moment a disruption. This was a disruption. A disruption is a break in the normal flow. A disruption. A disruption. A disruption, when a disruption occurs, everything prior to the disruption no longer has priority. This is what you need. You need to be disrupted. You need a disruption. A disruption in your mind. 
Because you've been operating a certain way year after year after year. You've been thinking a certain way year after year. You've been applying the same principles to the same problems and getting the same results because you haven't had a disruption. You haven't been disrupted yet. Because when you have a disruption, anything before is no longer relevant. Well, we got to do something new now. We got to do something new now. We got to do something new now. I remember the last time I used a payphone. I was in a situation. I needed to talk to somebody. I had to get off the interstate, drive in the gas station, get out of my car, find a quarter, and put it in the slots in order to make a call. And then that was disrupted. Who look, when the last time you looked for a payphone? The system is no longer applicable. I ain't even going back. I ain't even trying to go back. That no longer even fits my lifestyle. I remember I was on St. Pete Beach. I live in South St. Pete. I was on St. Pete Beach, and I needed a ride home from St. Pete Beach. I called a taxi. I got in the back of a taxi. I just need to get home. I'm really not concerned at this point how much is this is going to cost me. I just need to get home. Six miles. Six miles. Cost me $30. I get an Uber quick now. <laughs> Never gets me calling no taxi. That whole system was what? disrupted. I remember I used to love going to my grandma's house. When you left out of her kitchen, right there on a the little stool was this nice antique telephone. You know, the ones you put your finger in and pull it all the way back and let it go. When the last time you did that? That thing was disrupted. I remember when I was, when I was in my teen years, and I had my little girlfriends. I remember going in the family room and taking the family phone out of the wall and taking it into my bedroom and plugging it back into the jack in order to have my private conversations. Them kids looking at me like, what are you talking about? That whole thing was disrupted, wasn't it? You remember Bell South? Disrupted. Remember Circuit City? disrupted, irrelevant, don't matter today, ain't even trying to go back there, are we? Are we? That's what needs to happen in your mind. You need a disruption. Jacob had a disruption. The way that he was thinking no longer was relevant no more. I'm about to change this whole situation. I'm about to change your name. You're not even who you used to be. This is what Jacob was looking for in the first place. I need something on the inside. I already got the birthright on the outside. I already got the blessing on the outside. But what I need is something to happen on the inside. And here it is right here. God came and disrupted him. Woo! And he was changed. Never be the same again. And the change that took place on the inside showed up on the outside. Jacob couldn't even walk the same. Couldn't even walk the same. 
You ain't got to wait. What you waiting for? You ain't got to wait. What you waiting for a moment? You ain't got to wait for no moment. You waiting for a moment to happen to you? That's what you're waiting for? You're waiting for the moment to come to you? No, baby, make your moment. Make your moment. Make your, make. This is my moment. This is my moment. I ain't leaving out of this sanctuary the same. This is my moment. I ain't leaving out of my seat the same. This is my moment. I'm a wrestle. I will wrestle. I will wrestle till change happens on the inside. Because the kingdom allows for it. The kingdom allows for it. The kingdom allows for you to enter in with passion. The kingdom allows for you to push in. The kingdom allows for it. Forget all the fancy formalities. The kingdom allows for it. The kingdom allows for me to say I ain't letting go till I get it. The kingdom allows for it. It's good news. It's good news. It's good news. Stand on your feet and worship him. Because it's good news. It's good news. It's good news. It's good news. I receive. I receive. I'm going to grab you right now. I'm just going to grab it right now. And I'm just going to hold on. I'm going to grab you right now and I'm not going to let go. I'm going to grab you now and I'm going to hold on. I'm just going to hold on. I'm going to hold on. I'm not letting go until there's change. Glory to you, Lord. Father, we love you. You're awesome. Father, we love the way that you love us. We love the love you give. We love your faithfulness. You're worthy of praise. Thank you, Lord. To God be the glory. Forever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, we love you. Listen, if you're here and, well, 
how can I even say that? Just lift your hands and we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your great grace. Father, we thank you that your grace is sufficient for us. Father, we thank you for the work of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, for the, for the, Father, for the ministry of your spirit, ministering to us, working in us. You said that you will finish the work you began on the inside of us. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Thank you for your commitment. Thank you, Father, for leading us into your finished work. Thank you, Lord, for leading us through this grace life. Thank you for the inner, inner working of your spirit. Thank you, Father, that the seed of your word has been planted on our inside and is growing and taking root. And we have faith for change to show up. We have faith for your character to be reflected. We have faith for harvest. We pray these things in your son Jesus' name. Everybody shout amen. Amen. Go ahead and give God some praise in this place. Hallelujah. Listen, hey, so for some of you, this is what it looks like. You just grab it and hold it. Just grab it and hold it. He's faithful to work it. You just grab it and hold it. He'll work it. You just don't let it go. Just don't let the moment slip. You grab it, hold it. Maybe I ain't got it yet, but I'm going to save this. I'm not letting it go. He'll work it. He'll work it. Hallelujah.
Glory to God. God is good. Amen. Wow. God is so good. He never disappoints. He never fails us. Whenever we go in expecting, he shows up. That's exactly what he did during the message, make your moment. You know, passion has been reignited. There are things that God has made available to us and we can go get it. I'm no longer waiting for a moment to happen to me. I know I can make a moment. Just like Jacob wrestled with God. I'll, there's some things that I got to wrestle with. There's some things that, hey, I might not understand in the moment. There may need to be some shifting in my thinking, but God is willing to wrestle with me because the kingdom allows for passionate pursuit. I hope you were as blessed as I was in this message. If you like what you heard, subscribe and hit the like button. Look forward to more powerful messages. Listen, we're doing the unthinkable around here. Join us.